Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Devotions with Colin and Amanda. Good morning. Hope you're all well this morning. Oh, I tell you somebody who's feeling particularly happy today. Who's that? That's Marjorie. Oh, yes. It's her birthday today. Happy so birthday, Marjorie. Happy birthday. And what are you doing specially today, Marjorie? Come and let us know. Oh, by the way, if you're needing the, the number where you can WhatsApp and text prayer requests or praise stories to 07570 <laughs> So Marjorie, tell us what you're doing today. We're certainly going to pray for you. And if we do that right now, Lord, we pray for Marjorie. Give her a really great day as she celebrates her birthday and the people of God celebrate with her as well. So we're going to go in a moment to um, look at some of the requests that have come in and statements that have come in uh, on that number. Uh, just to say those of you who were asking as to the Lawyers Forum, which uh, met a little while ago and made a presentation on uh, legal matters relating to tenants and um, um, landlords. Uh, that material has been put on. Uh, it's audio only. There was a special request that it should be audio only, but it's gone up audio only. And you go to KT uh, TV and under recommended and you'll, you'll find it there. So also one of the people have been uh, coming in and talking about um, last night's prayer meeting, which was a tremendous time of prayer. We had a, a lot of contribution, a very poignant, uh, loving, powerful <coughs> message from Tayo, Pastor Tayo and Toyin, who lead Agape Christian Fellowship, one of the network churches. And uh, uh, Tayo is the uh, leader of uh, the region, LCC region, North region, and spoke very powerfully about not just the, the pain that is in the black community uh, as a result of the racist attacks in the United States of America and the loss of life in police custody, which is apparently a thing that goes on and on. It's, I mean, I say apparently, and I, we know it is. It happens and is repeated in this country and people protesting um, all over. It was a tremendous uh, uh, presentation and prayer. And we had people praying and deeply interceding. It was a very poignant moment very. Uh, from Philippa yes. as she was praying last night. Yes, she prayed very passionately and real hard cry to God. And she even prayed for that there would be forgiveness for the police officers who were mm. responsible for the death of that young man. Yeah. One of the things that um, I find is very, very powerful, but sometimes difficult to understand. Um, there are very value. There are a lot of values, which are common human values: um, respect for human life, um, people's respecting people's properties, and so on. People's property, and so on. Um, and uh, many of those values are values that are just common sense or part of uh, common experience um, in our conscience. But uh, we live by the kingdom of God. And just as the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, spiritual weapons. Uh, so also the responses that bring 
about the kingdom and 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 express the kingdom kingdom responses are so different from normal natural human responses and when i say normal natural and human i'm i'm really talking about not normal for the kingdom of god but normal for us as fallen human beings uh, and what is so wonderful is to see people black and white standing together on kingdom principles and orientating this our our uh, anger and I think it's right to just say that we are anger uh, angry against injustice but uh, um targeting our, our anger not at people but at the problem and doing so together using the the principles of the kingdom being outraged because this is an offense to god it's not just a human thing this is a divine human thing and i really encourage people to pray throughout this time every day to pray the lord's prayer may your kingdom come may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven may your holy name be honored and glorified and and when we focus on the kingdom it changes everything about us and the kingdom is not a bubble the kingdom is an expanding manifestation of the glory of god of the power of god and of the will of god Amen. operating in our planet and sometimes i get a bit concerned when i see how we respond to uh, injustice or pain or or difficulty when we only respond from a human perspective and that level of humanity if we if we don't have that we don't have anything and i'd love to see some common human decent emotions and behavior coming from a lot of people who call themselves christians so common decency and common human values i am not despising them i'm saying though that that's just the beginning until we connect with the divine dimension until we understand what god thinks what god feels about things we haven't even begun to feel um and for many of us healing comes when we understand how god feels about mm. it healing comes when we understand how god feels about it when we know that god is not a metaphysical iceberg you know what i mean by that you know this idea that used to be around i think very strongly influenced by greek philosophy that god is this a transcendent being that is so different from us that there can be no real interaction he's just this cold monolithic absoluteness he's not like that at all oh he is absolute but he is a god who feels a god who who's created our emotions as a god who has emotions and his emotions of course are so very very different from ours we we be very very careful 
before you say to anybody that you are moving in righteous indignation and holy wrath. <laughs> Be very careful. Because God's wrath, God's anger is so, so different from ours. However, when we come into his presence and see what he thinks about things, and, and, and when the scripture describes how God's attitude and God's response and God's jealousy and God's love and God's compassion and God's anger. He hates injustice. He hates division. He hates to see anything hurt or mar his human creation, his, his whole creation. But imagine when he sees the image of God that he's put in, in one of us being abused, being um, neglected and being torn apart. So this, this is something I just wanted to share with people this morning um, because when there's a lot of emotion about and nobody can criticize other people for strong emotion, we, we, we all have strong emotions. Um, and I think from the very, very beginning, I've expressed my utter outrage, my shock, my total sense of devastation at witnessing what we witnessed with the death of George Floyd. Yeah, death of George Floyd. And I can't even imagine the depth of emotions when a black person sees that. I've known racism against myself in different countries. But I've not grown up with it in my own country, in the way that many have in your own country. Um, and we can't pretend to understand uh, as we do, but, but we can't pretend to understand that we understand as <coughs> fully as if we had experienced or experienced it ourselves. But, but in the compassion of God, we can come close to it. And the one thing about intercession is this wonderful principle of identification. Uh, where you see the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's the old, that's the old King James Version. It's easier to quote. Yeah, it's what we learned first off. But that word fervency is, is a human word which comes from identification. You can be so identified with the need and with the person in need that it could be, you could be praying for your own mother or when you're praying for somebody else's mother. You could be praying for your own nation when you're praying for somebody else's nation. The emotions are so intense and it goes that way because that is the identification of human need. And, and intercession is this wonderful, wonderful thing of bringing how God feels into a situation and you identify with that situation and you become at one with it and you can pray. But it's got to be, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. And healing comes when you know that God feels with you. Um, and this is, I think, true of God the Father, 
Don't tell me God the Father doesn't have feeling because he doesn't have a body. God the Son now has a body. He took upon his existing divine nature, a new human nature, two natures, one person. And Jesus Christ suffered and bled and died. And before he went to the cross, he experienced the full range of human emotions in a physical body with all the visceral sensations that we have as human beings. And, he, and that he took that to the cross and he suffered and bled and died and was raised again from the dead in a body. This body now is... is uh, a transformed body, it's a resurrected body that uh, uh, doesn't experience and conform to the physical laws of this universe as we know them in the, in the physical dimension. But this is a new creation, a new physical dimension. And he's that, and there's no pain, there's no suffering in his resurrection body. But he still takes the feelings of our infirmities with him and at the right hand of the father that our, our high priest has so much compassion because as the bible says he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities he has muscle memory in his own body he can remember and he is touched there's empathy there's compassion he's touched with the feelings the feelings. This is sensation. And, and we know that in our physical bodies, emotions are sensations, physical sensations, as well as mental attitudes and feelings. Touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And the word infirmity there is weakness. And in part of that weakness is touched, is touched with our feelings of our pain and our shame. And, you know, it's one thing to be ashamed in a dignified, godly sense. But a lot of the shame we carry is not dignified. It's not godly. A lot of the shame that we carry is, is a psychological sense of pain, inferiority, in which we turn in our, in our, on ourselves into a form of self-loathing. That we, uh, it's a form of, of stripping away our self-respect and where we even f believe that it's wrong to even feel good about yourself. And that has all kinds of reactions and does so much psychological damage. And if you're going through anything like that at all, you're experiencing anything like that at all, we're going to pray for you this morning because I believe there is a healing that comes from the hand of God when, when God will touch you and let you know that he has felt your pain. The omniscient God has felt your pain. And his compassion is not just empathy and sympathy while you're in need. His compassion is a compassion that erupts in action, in solution, in resolution, and in healing. Yes, because that type of shame comes from deep hurt usually. Yeah. Um, I would say in most cases, in most situations, it comes from hurt. Yeah, deep hurt. And Jesus died. 
took our shame on the cross that we might share his glory. And, you know, the, the big step from shame into, uh, I don't want to say feeling good about yourself. That's a very Confidence. Yes, confidence and, and assertiveness. Or acceptance even of oneself. Yes, mm. uh, yeah. but it, it, to, to get to assertiveness. So from shame, what will get you from shame to assertiveness via uh, self-confidence or confidence is forgiveness. Mm. Self-forgiveness and compassion. When you have compassion on yourself and you realize you didn't do this, it was not your fault can I say that again? It's not your fault. Somebody did this to you. And you, when you experience that and you know and you forgive yourself or have compassion on yourself, have compassion on yourself, go easy on yourself and recognize this was somebody else. This is society. This is somebody else doing this to you. It's not you. You are a person of beauty and dignity and worth. And, and, and when you come into that place, which we, which we would call self-compassion, um, then there comes a confidence and, and the opposite of shame. It's almost, you can feel it in your body. I'll, I'll just demonstrate a little bit, maybe, maybe from this camera on, 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 side, on, on side, sideways. So, you know, if people are feeling shame, the, the heads are bowed, the chest is, is fallen, shoulders. But suddenly when that shame is lifted, it's like, I feel like I'm performing a, a, ballet, a ballet routine here. <laughs> I'm just demonstrating, hope you can see that. So that's the body language. And, you know, it's not proud arrogance, but it is confidence. And you can call it self-confidence, but it's confidence in the, in the self that God has made and God has given for you. And that's when we say, lift up your heads. And shake off that shame. And let the healing of Jesus flow. You were about to say? No, no. Oh, uh, she just said, she just breathed in and I thought she was going to say something. Well, to be totally free, I, I, I believe that as well as forgiving oneself, you have to forgive the perpetrator as well. Oh, yes. In order to release yourself yes. from any contact spiritually with that individual or that yeah. group or that society or whatever it happens to be. Well, you see, when I said forgive yourself, what I was really saying was self-compassion. Yes. There are times when we do feel guilty and we, 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 we need to forgive ourselves. And forgiveness, self-forgiveness is very important, but I was really meaning much more self-compassion. And from that place of self-compassion, self-compassion, you can forgive others. And there, there comes a release. And if you don't, you are the person that suffers most. Mm. Uh, uh, so, but, so what Amanda was saying is that forgiveness of others is, is very significant in your own healing. Yes, it disconnects you from that um, pain, that hurt, that um, mm. whatever it is that has been done to you, by the other people, person, whatever. You disconnect yourself spiritually from them when you forgive them. And then that allows you the freedom to really begin to accept yourself, have compassion on yourself and move and receive your healing. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray along those lines. Would you care to just check through here and see any other, anything else that has come in? But, but, um, and then, but we're going to focus on this. Right now we're going to pray. So Father, in Jesus' name, 
We come before you now and we acknowledge that many of our reactions are so human and that that's understandable. But we also know, Lord, that as human beings, we, we are fallen, we are prone to sin, we are prone to wrong reactions. And, and, and most of these reactions are to do with protecting ourselves and, um, and trying to maintain the kingdom of self. But we've already surrendered that to you. And we say, let your kingdom come, Lord. Let my kingdom fall, let your kingdom come. And so we want our reactions to be reactions that are spirit-filled reactions, guided by the Holy Spirit, put forward by the Holy Spirit, and, and embrace that's emotions and reactions that we can embrace coming from your Holy Spirit. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray also for people that right now are feeling deep, deep, deep pain. Yes, Lord. Um, and there is a pain that is right to feel when we have offended a holy God. But, Father, there's another kind of a pain where people have been sinned against and have been hurt by others and carry that hurt deep on the inside. And that can turn in on itself into an experience of shame and feeling that unworthy or it can be anger and frustration and hurt and unforgiveness and bitterness or brokenness and all these things. And we, we, we come to before you, Lord Jesus, as our heavenly high priest, our holy heavenly high priest. And we thank you that you intercede for all of us in all that we go through. Because you have been there. Yes. You've experienced everything we experience. Not in every external detail, but at, 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 at the point of depth, at the at root level. You've experienced everything we experience. You know what it is to be rejected. You know what it is to be despised. You know what it is to be the subject of violence. You know what it is to be the subject of injustice. And we know that you weep with those that weep, that you draw close to those who are brokenhearted, you bind up all their wounds, you preserve all their tears as, as in a bottle. But we know also that you, Heavenly Father, you are the God of compassion and the God yes, of all comfort, mm -hmm. and you overflow yes, that comfort into our hearts and lives. And that comfort is not just the external touch of somebody sensitive to your need, it is the internal release and healing from pain and hurt. Yes, Lord. And so, Father, we lift up to you the injustice that we see around us and we ask, Father, that in place of injustice will come justice. That in place of hate will come love. Let love drive out hate. Yes, Father. And where there is division, we speak reconciliation and peace. 
We ask, Father, bring your healing now as we release and forgive all those who have sinned against us. Yes, Lord. And as we stand full of your spirit with a holy, righteous indignation that we can move forward in love to overthrow that which needs to be overthrown and to plant that which needs to be planted, that there might be fruits of reconciliation in our, in our world and in our society. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 Right, so uh, we were also talking today. Let me, let me read you the, the passages uh, that are ready for us, uh, prepared for us in revival times. They're there. So that is um, on today, the 4th of June. Second uh, Samuel 4 and 5, Ezekiel 13, Psalm 52 and 54, or 52 of 254. And 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Samuel uh, chapters 4 and 5, Ezekiel 13, Psalm 52, uh, 53 and 54, and 1 Corinthians 15. Those are the passages that we have there. Has anything else come in? No, there was a, an unusual report from Harleston last night. I'm not yeah. quite sure. Can I take a look? Yeah, yeah I think we need to... yesterday evening. I think we need to... Um, I need to pray about that. Can I find it for you? Then? Okay, so there was some unrest, but we, let, let's get mm -hmm, some. Mm -hmm. Let's get some information on that. So there have been a lot of um, uh, people protesting, and uh, that produces its own problems because we have to think about social distancing have to think about people risking their lives, even the police risking their lives, um, coming into police situations where, where social distancing is, is not possible. And, um, you know, just this one thing, we, I've made a lot of it uh, in, in recent days. I think yesterday uh, in the devotions and last night that one of the good things that was coming out of this coronavirus situation was a sense of community, a sense of unity. Uh, people from different communities decided that, you know, felt we're in this together. And there was a coming together. And I, I think it would be very sad now if this situation, following the death of George Floyd, there would be disunity. And that this is almost something the devil wants to use to separate us and to divide us. And we will not be divided. George Amen. Floyd's brother called for peace, actually. Yeah, yeah. And there's a Christian context there as well. Yes. Um, Do you know about it? Well, I don't know the details. Uh, I understand that this gentleman, George Floyd, was a believer, but I don't know the absolute details. But there was, I read somewhere about he was a, a driver for a church. He drove, mm. I don't know if it was congregations, ministers, pastors, leaders, mm. I have no mm. idea. I saw a headline, but there was no details with it. But yeah. there's definitely a Christian content somewhere. Yeah, so that, that, that's, that adds another, another dimension to it. Okay, so, uh, right, so at Halsden, four shootings last night, two were non-critical, and the night before, the young people had a rave through the night, 
uh, and there were black youth protesting in Black Lives Matter in Croydon. And it's been happening in different parts of, of, the, uh, of the police. And one, yes, in Halston there was a shooting, yes. That is what has come out. So that text has, somebody's just sent a confirmation of that. Okay. Yes, so let's, let's pray. Let's pray for, it's not very far from here, from where we are now. And uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, it's wonderful that we join together and that we are, we're a little bit reflective and we are obviously uh, thinking deeply about these things. And, um, and, but we're still rejoicing. We're rejoicing that the gospel is the message of love and hope. And uh, we in the church are united, whatever our race or, or color or background. And we are Kensington Temple, London City Church is a remarkable example for the whole nation. And we should speak up about that. We should let people know and tell people what is happening. This is the gospel. 110 nationalities worshiping as one. I'm not saying there are no tensions, but we worship God and we live together as one and we move to forward as one. Father, we pray for Halston and for the, these young lives that have been lost. And we ask, Father, that you would help uh, uh, soothe or, 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 or dispel the kinds of tensions that lead to violence and more hurt. And we ask, Father, that, that there would be protesting done in a peaceful way and that, that there, would, there would not spill over through the minority of people who maybe are intent on violence. But whatever that is, Father, we pray that protesting will be peaceful, that it will go ahead in a safe way and in a way that is effective and so that changes can be made. Yes, and Lord. as the whole nation, let the whole nation come yes. together over this situation. Let it not drive us apart. Yes. Let it draw us together. Yes. And, and let the black community be, feel so um, affirmed by the fact that the outpouring of grief and outrage coming from every different part of our society is feeling with those who are in pain yes. and their pain becomes our pain and their suffering becomes our suffering. Their weeping becomes our weeping because we are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen, amen. and amen. amen.